Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, the CDC announces a major change to COVID isolation and quarantine protocols. The Omicron surge, the average daily number of new COVID cases tops 200,000, nearing an all-time record. Plus, President Biden pledges to support states facing an onslaught of new infections. We're mobilizing an additional 1,000 military doctors and nurses and, and medics to help staff hospitals. Holiday travel nightmare. Thousands remain stranded trying to get home after airlines canceled more than 2,000 flights over the weekend. It's very stressful. I'm constantly checking the app and you know my email to see if there's any changes. Wicked weather, brutal cold, high winds, and heavy snow falling from Northern California to Minnesota. Most snow we've had in at least in 12 years. Youth sports struggles, COVID and abusive parents lead to referee shortages. Remembering Desmond Tutu, tributes pour in for the Nobel laureate and anti-apartheid leader. Writing a wrong, the push to provide GI Bill benefits to family members of black World War II veterans. And the everyday hero giving strangers a ride to a new life. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm Major Garrett in for Nora. We begin tonight with a significant announcement from the CDC on COVID protocols. The recommendation for isolation has been cut in half from 10 days to five. We'll tell you what this will mean for businesses, including airlines hard hit by staff shortages. President Biden met today with his COVID response team and briefed the nation's governors amid a surge in new infections. We should note the number of new daily cases has risen above 200,000, nearing an all-time high. New York City's vaccine mandate, which requires nearly all private sector employees to be fully vaccinated, well, that took effect today. 
Meanwhile, officials continued preparations for what they describe as a scaled-back New Year's Eve celebration in Times Square. CBS's Nancy Chen is in New York with the latest. Nancy, good evening. Major, good evening to you. Here in New York, COVID hospitalizations have surpassed 5,000 for the first time since early March. Also tonight, there are new recommendations from the CDC for people who test positive for COVID but have no symptoms. Tonight, a dramatic shift from the CDC. With Omicron raging and workforces depleting, the agency has shortened the recommended time for isolation after getting COVID from 10 days to five, as long as people don't have symptoms. The CDC says it based the decision on new research. Those who are exposed to COVID but boosted will no longer need to quarantine. Those who are unvaccinated should still quarantine for five full days, according to the CDC. As COVID hospitalizations have been climbing, children are among those filling emergency rooms. Uh, we're seeing a dramatic spike. Dr. James Schneider is on the front lines at New York's Cohen Children's Medical Center. Right now, we've moved backwards. We have, it's really disheartening to see that this many months, if not years later in the pandemic, and we've gone back to what feels like the beginning of this. It's happening nationwide. U.S. pediatric hospitalizations are now at their highest levels since September. In New York City, pediatric hospital admissions have quadrupled in two weeks. Among those patients between the ages 5 to 11, none had been vaccinated. Across the country, Omicron is sending daily caseloads soaring to levels higher than last winter's peak. New York and at least four other states are now reporting more daily COVID cases than at any other point in the pandemic. Last week, new COVID cases rose more than 300 percent in Florida compared to a week ago. And in Louisiana, Omicron has doubled hospitalizations in a week. 80 percent of those patients unvaccinated. As long lines persist around the country, President Biden said more testing is becoming available, but admitted it's still not fast enough. He urged the nation's governors to reach out for assistance. Look, there is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. Then out of nowhere, like a tornado the last couple of weeks, you know, this Omicron comes in. Just off Broadway, Sean Hayden prepared to reopen his restaurant today after having to shut down. His workers were getting sick. A number of them tested positive uh, early on in December, and uh, we were short-staffed in uh, New York. It was, you know, things were really, really good up until three weeks ago. And the largest citywide vaccine mandate in the private sector is now in effect here in New York City. Starting today, workers at all 184,000 businesses must show proof of at least one vaccine dose major. Nancy Chen, thank you. It was anything but happy holidays for air travelers over the weekend. Many remained stranded after airlines canceled thousands of flights due, yes, to COVID-related sickness in their ranks. CBS's Errol Barnett reports. On this Monday after Christmas, many flyers would like to return their holiday travel experience, including Bridget Sterling. I really wanted to hang out with my family. But I'm here. Her flight from Houston to Oregon was canceled yesterday, and she's still in limbo. Delta has one flight, $2,100. From here to Minnesota, Minnesota to Seattle, Seattle to Eugene, tomorrow at midnight. After over 2,500 cancellations this weekend, more than 1,200 U.S. flights were canceled Monday, with over 5,000 delays. We're stuck here. We don't know what's going to happen, so we're just hoping and praying that 
we can get on a flight today, no later than tomorrow. Several airlines said the chaos was due to so many crew members exposed to COVID calling out sick. JetBlue and Alaska offered bonuses to staff who picked up extra shifts. The airlines were among those urging the CDC to shorten the isolation period for those vaccinated. And the new guidance will allow staff to get back into the skies faster. Dr. Anthony Fauci says the White House is weighing another change for passengers, a vaccine requirement to fly. If you want to do that with domestic flights, I think that's something that seriously should be considered. Hundreds of flights were also disrupted by weather. This winter storm in Seattle left hundreds of flights canceled and delayed. Road travel is also a challenge. A blizzard in North Dakota left 50 vehicles stranded this morning. In the Sierra Nevada mountains, several feet of snow made travel impossible. And in Nevada, a whiteout led to this 20-car pileup. It is such a sluggish end to the year and the travel pain will continue. On Tuesday, more than a thousand flights are expected to be cancelled across the country and it's unclear when airlines will get back on schedule. But these reduced CDC isolation and quarantine guidelines, Major, should help. Errol Barnett, thank you so much. For more on those snowstorms out in the West and the forecast for the rest of us, we turn now to CBS's Lonnie Quinn. Lonnie, good evening. And good evening to you, Major. Good evening, everyone. Sure, the, the big storms are out west, but we still have some snow falling in portions of Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota right now. But notice that pink color pushing through Pennsylvania. That's some freezing rain also in upstate New York. That'll move into New England tomorrow. But the big story is out west. Still snowing right now anywhere from the Sierra all the way to the Colorado Rockies. The future cast shows us it's still snowing. It's tapering off. It's still snowing, snowing tomorrow, even into Wednesday. So all the while, you're going to pick up maybe an additional foot on top of 10 feet of snow in some spots out there, and that snow does come with cold air. It was the coldest afternoon ever recorded in Seattle today at 25 degrees. Billings, get this, you only hit one degree, and that's the warmest you could get. Just the opposite for the south, where you'll have your hottest temperatures ever recorded in an afternoon tomorrow. Houston hits 82, Atlanta hits 73, and all that heat bubbles up and eventually leads to the potential for severe weather for places like Mississippi, Alabama, and Tennessee as we get into your day on Wednesday. So, look, you can't even rule out the possibility for a tornado. Uh, we've seen it happen here recently, and there is the possibility again, Major, come Wednesday. It's all yours. Lonnie, thanks so much on the tornado watch. A Colorado judge today scheduled a January 13th hearing to consider a request from prosecutors to reduce the 110-year prison sentence of a truck driver whose brakes failed before a 2019 crash that killed four people in suburban Denver. This sentence has drawn outrage across the country. Nearly five million people have signed an online petition seeking clemency. A flood tide of tributes for death, Archbishop and anti-apartheid leader Desmond Tutu. CBS's Ian Lee has the story. The bells of St. George's Cathedral in Cape Town toll for the tiny clergyman who looms so large in the hearts of many South Africans. With a song in his heart, a dance in his step, and of course, that infectious laugh. (laughs) Archbishop Desmond Tutu helped lead South Africa out of apartheid. We will be free! Archbishop Tutu inspired a world that now mourns him. Former President Obama hailed Tutu as a mentor, friend, and moral compass. Britain's Queen Elizabeth remembered his great warmth and humor, while Pope Francis praised the archbishop's fight for racial equality and reconciliation. It was that dedication to human rights that earned Tutu a Nobel Peace Prize. As South Africa's first black archbishop, he spoke truth to power, 
whether it was a white racist regime or corrupt African dictator. But he could also turn his righteous rage on his own supporters. In 1985, Tutu fearlessly broke up an angry mob and prevented it from killing a man suspected of being an apartheid spy. The archbishop couldn't contain his joy when his longtime friend Nelson Mandela was released after nearly three decades in prison. And it was Mandela who chose Tutu to lead South Africa's Truth and Reconciliation Commission to help heal the country's racial wounds. Now South Africa enters a week of mourning to honor someone who simply wanted to be remembered as a humble man. He loved. He laughed. He cried. He was forgiven. He forgave. Archbishop Desmond Tutu will lie in state. Arrangements are being made for the public to pay their respects, of course, COVID restrictions permitting before his funeral takes place on New Year's Day. Major? Ian Lee, we thank you. Today, a federal appeals court set January 7th as the date to hear oral arguments in the battle over enforcement of Texas's abortion law. That law bans almost all abortions in the state and enables private citizens to sue anyone who performs or assists a woman in getting an abortion after cardiac activity is detected in an embryo. Tonight, we are casting a light on a labor shortage that's partly blamed on COVID, but also on unruly parents. Many youth sports leagues say they're having trouble finding referees and umpires. We get more on all this from CBS's Elise Preston. These tough 12-year-old girls have a powerful command of the puck. Simone Burns has been on the ice since she was five. I feel so free. And, like, I take my mind off everything. But play is on pause for many kids. Games are getting canceled because there aren't enough referees. I played as a younger player. Bob Joyce, who oversees Massachusetts hockey, says at one point in the season, the organization was down nearly 900 officials. We looked into it, and one of the reasons was abuse. Abuse and mistreatment by parents and players. Mistreatment like this. A Massachusetts referee punched on the ice by a youth hockey coach. And this unsuspecting referee plowed down on a California soccer field. Why do you think we're seeing more of these incidents? I think there's a general lack of respect that in the last couple of years, anyone can say anything now. Between abuse and COVID, there's been a dramatic drop in refs across youth sports in all age groups nationwide. Based on early data, an estimated 30,000 high school referees have quit since 2018. I don't think there hasn't been a game where I've never been yelled at. A.J. Potvin has been a referee for 13 years. How exactly does it jeopardize the safety of the kids on the ice if there aren't enough referees out there? You may miss a major penalty, and that could be life-changing to that player. Do you think this issue impact the future of youth hockey as you know it? Absolutely. Simone hopes that doesn't happen. She dreams of going pro and just wants to play. Elise Preston, CBS News, Boston. Following World War II, the GI Bill helped build America's middle class, but that ladder of economic opportunity was wrongly denied to many black veterans. Now, some members of Congress want to correct this historical error. Here is CBS's David Martin. Denied, forgotten, until now. Vanessa Brooks' father, Lawrence, served in the Pacific during World War II. We built bridges, roads, and airstrips for playing the land. At 112, he is believed to be the oldest living veteran. 
and one of more than a million African Americans who served in the war and supposedly qualified for the housing and education benefits of the GI Bill. Thousands and thousands of black veterans were denied their GI Bill benefits. Dartmouth historian Matthew Delmont. Veterans had to go to their local Veterans Administration offices. Um, these were staffed almost exclusively by white officials. And this is a particular problem in the South. So what specifically were they denied? They were denied access to mortgages and they were denied uh, college tuition to be able to go to college and earn degrees that could help them get good jobs afterwards. Decade of growth in American history. Denied a chance to participate in the post-war economic boom, which saw white wealth surge and black wealth barely keep up with inflation. For white veterans, the GI Bill helped them uh, become members of the middle class. For many black veterans, the exact opposite was true. Um, Because they couldn't buy homes, they couldn't go to college, they lost that opportunity to join the middle class. My generation may not be responsible for this injustice, but we can take responsibility for fixing it. Congressman Seth Moulton, a former Marine who went to Harvard on today's GI Bill, is one of the authors of legislation that would try to make up for all that lost opportunity. Direct descendants of these black World War II veterans would be eligible for VA housing loans and their grandkids would be eligible for education benefits. Vanessa Brooks believes that bill is the reason her father is still alive. It's too late for him, but he wants me to go to school and I want to go to Tulane, but it's just a dream. What's uh, stopping you right now? Finances. But if the GI Bill was revived, I'll have the opportunity to go back to school on my daddy's shoulders. David Martin, CBS News, the Pentagon. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Some scary moments at Windsor Castle over the weekend as Queen Elizabeth and other members of the royal family celebrated Christmas. British police arrested a man armed with a crossbow on the grounds of the castle. Police are also investigating a link between the man and an online video obtained by the son threatening to assassinate, yes, assassinate the queen. Authorities said the suspect is being held under the nation's Mental Health Act. The downtown Nashville street where a bomb went off on Christmas Day 2020 has finally reopened to traffic and pedestrians. Nearly 40 of the 60 buildings impacted in the bombing are back up and running. The intentional detonation of an RV in Nashville's historic downtown district killed the bomber and injured several. Crews who opened a time capsule buried at the giant pedestal of the statue of Confederate General Robert E. Lee in Richmond, Virginia, found what appeared to be a second time capsule. Governor Ralph Northam released X-ray photos of it today. Experts believe it may contain coins, books, buttons, and even ammunition from the Civil War. It will be opened tomorrow afternoon. The cost of planning an overseas trip, well, it's just gone up. The State Department increased the cost of a passport book by $20 starting today. That means new passports for those 16 and older will cost $165, while the price to renew a passport is $130. And we offer this piece of advice, plan ahead. The State Department says it's processing applications in about 8 to 11 weeks. 
this season of giving, we have a follow-up story tonight about a mechanic in South Carolina who puts people, yes, in the driver's seat. Here's Mark Strassman. Elliot Middleton works magic under hoods, smoking barbecue at his restaurant and repairing donated cars. Here are the keys to it. Thank you. He gifts them to people without a ride in rural South Carolina. More than 60 vehicles so far. They now know that there's somebody in the community that was looking out for them and cared for them to be able to carry on. After our June story about Middleton, our viewers donated dozens of used vehicles. He gave away 12 cars for the 12 days of Christmas. You have no idea how much it's taking to me. I'm so glad we were able to help. Asia Green got this 2006 Honda Civic. This is going to help a lot. <laughs> to this single mom, it's like Santa pulled up and gave her his sleigh. I always am like having to wait and borrow people's cars. And it's... Now you got one. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're good. Made possible because of your generosity. What has that taught you about people? With somebody pushing the iron, there's going to be folks behind you that's pushing the iron as well, too. For the Greens, a used car, a new start. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Awanda, South Carolina. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, a question on the minds of many teachers and parents. Will the record rise in Omicron cases for school districts to return to remote learning? Remember, if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Major Garrett in the nation's capital. We wish you a very pleasant good evening. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most-watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.